high profile state visits. You just found the very first episode of the Creative Real Estate Investing Podcast. Creative real estate strategies, unique insights, simple enough for beginners, powerful enough for seasoned pros, and all with zero hype or bullshit. You're listening to the Creative Real Estate Investing Podcast with Nick Modarelli, the show designed to put you and keep you on the leading edge of real estate investing. And now, here's Nick. Here's Nick. Here's Nick. Hey everybody, this is Nick Motorelli, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the Creative Real Estate Investing Podcast. So, this being a brand new podcast and all, I thought I'd take a few minutes right up front in this very first episode to address what are probably the two most obvious questions that you already have. Those two questions being, what's this show going to be about, and will this podcast be a good fit for me? Well, if you already know me, if you're familiar with my book or maybe one of my real estate courses going back over the past quarter century or so into the late 90s, you pretty much already know what to expect. I mean, you already know we're going to discuss pretty much anything and everything to help real estate investors and entrepreneurs be more profitable and successful in the real world. And you also know that our primary focus will be on creative real estate strategies. And by that, I'm not just referring to creative real estate buying and selling techniques, but also how to use everyday common real estate elements in creative ways. So as someone who already knows how I think, there aren't going to be a lot of surprises in here for you, just a lot of good content. But if you don't already know me, or maybe you've never heard of me, or just don't know that much about me, then in addition to those first two obvious questions about the podcast itself, you probably have a whole lot of other questions about me and my qualifications. Things like, well, who are you, Nick? Where are you from? Like, what kind of real estate experience do you have? How long have you been doing this? Is this going to be real life stuff or are you just going to talk a bunch of theory? Have you actually ever done any actual real deals in the actual real world? And about all that leading edge crap I heard in the opening sequence, what is that? How can you help me get on it? And why would I even want to be there? Well, first, let me say, man, you ask a lot of questions, <laughs> but you know, these are fair questions, right? I mean, these are the kind of things I'd want to know before I consider spending any of my time and energy listening to a brand new podcast by some guy I'd never heard of before. And look, I promise you, I'm going to answer all of those questions for you in just a moment. But first, I'm going to ask you a quick question myself, just to see if this podcast might be a good fit for you, whether you already know me or not. Sound good? Okay, here it goes. This is the question. Do any of these following seven scenarios sound anything at all like you? And be honest. Number one, you want to become a real estate investor, but you just don't know how to start. Or number two, you want to get into real estate, but you're absolutely terrified of losing money. Or number three, you're already investing in real estate, but your business is just too slow or maybe stalled out completely. Or number four, 
you're a little short on available cash or credit to work with and you think that you need both. Or number five, you did have lots of cash and credit at one point, but you've since exhausted them both and think you've hit a wall. Or number six, you're already out there searching for some creative ways to safely buy and sell real estate that aren't risky and won't require any of your own cash or credit. Or number seven, you're just flat out bored to death and thought this podcast sounded like it might be a cool way to pass some time. Now, if none of these scenarios sounds at all like you, or if you already know everything there is to know about real estate, you might just want to log out now and go watch some Netflix or something, because I guarantee you there's nothing in here that's going to be of any interest to you at all. But if you answered yes to any one or more of those scenarios, then before you do anything else, you might want to hit the pause button right now and go subscribe to this podcast before you forget. And yes, I'm serious. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay, welcome back. So uh, hopefully you got subscribed to the podcast okay. If not, you can always do it later once you become convinced that there really is something in this podcast that's going to be worthwhile for you. So now it's time for me to keep my earlier promise to you and answer all of those burning questions that you had about who I am and why I'm qualified to be yakking at you through your headphones about real estate. As for who I am and where I'm from, my name again is Nick Motorelli and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, where it's sunny and 65 degrees one day and snowing the next, or sometimes doing both in the same day. It's crazy around here. As for where I've done most of my deals, well, I've done most of them right here in Southwest Ohio, which includes the greater Cincinnati tri-state area, uh, northern Kentucky, southeast Indiana, and um, all the way up the Miami Valley into Middletown, Springboro, and Dayton. But I haven't operated just here exclusively. I've also done some deals all over the country. I've gone as far west as San Francisco and um, as far north as Chicago I've gone as far south as Miami and as far east as Boston, along with several points in between. Now, as for my level of experience, well, I've been at this real estate thing for over 35 years as of this taping. So I've already endured several major real estate cycles, as well as a few rapid little micro cycles here and there. And I'm still in the game. So pretty fair to say that I've been around the real estate block more than a few times and in more than a few places. Which means, long story short, in answer to your questions about the reality of my deals, yes, I have done lots of real deals in the real world. So yes, I'll be discussing real strategies that really work in real life and not just a bunch of theory. Now, in response to your last set of questions regarding the leading edge, what is it? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the ground floor. It's the early entry into something new, anything new. Okay, so why would you want to be there? Well, because like I said, it's the ground floor. That's where the greatest income potential lies in any business. And that's because you're looking at a growing new demand for something at a time where there'd be very little competition for you. And last but not least, how can I help you get to that leading edge and stay there? Well, that's easy. Because no matter what new cycle you're looking at, I've already been through a very similar cycle at least once over the past 35 years, which means I already know what's going to work as well as what won't work. 
And perhaps even more importantly, I know what you need to watch out for to keep yourself out of trouble, which by itself is an education worth getting just to keep you from losing your ass. See, I can help you automatically and perpetually stay on the leading edge of every new cycle by having you prepared for each one of them in advance of their arrival. See, I call that the LEAP strategy, which stands for Leading Edge Advanced Positioning. And it's something you're going to learn naturally just by listening to episodes of this podcast. Now, here are just a few other specific things that you're going to learn about in this podcast that are going to help to condition you and your mindset to maximize your results while you're out there negotiating creative real estate deals. First of all, you're going to truly understand that creative real estate is not just about using non-traditional methods of buying and selling properties. And by non-traditional, I mean anything beyond the standard method of using your own cash and credit to buy properties, which is something that I avoid like the plague. You're going to learn that it's also about the creative use of standard everyday elements like deeds and trusts and tax prorations. Now, these types of things are not unusual or creative in and of themselves, but they can be leveraged creatively to make your deals faster, safer, and more profitable. But that's only if you know how, when, and where to do it. Something else you're going to learn is that in using most creative real estate techniques, you're going to become skilled at coordinating and leveraging the use of other people's resources. And I don't just mean OPM, which we all know means other people's money. I'm also talking about things like OPT, which is other people's time, OPC, other people's credit, and OPP, other people's properties, all of which means you're going to end up being more of a real estate entrepreneur and not really so much a real estate investor. And there's a difference between the two, which we're going to cover in future episodes. You see, contrary to popular belief, creative real estate strategies do not automatically exclude the need for your own cash and credit resources. They are not no-money-down techniques by design, unless you know how to make them no-money-down. Oh, and by the way, contrary to another common belief, no-money-down doesn't mean the seller won't get any cash from the deal. See, the reality is, most of my no-money-down deals, the seller gets an all-cash sale. And that's because the term no-money-down is actually an individual perspective or point of view, not necessarily the defining nature of the entire deal for everyone. Now, in regards to that leveraging the use of other people's resources thing that I mentioned just a few moments ago, you're going to learn that that kind of creative thinking removes all of the limits that traditional real estate investors face because of the finite nature of their own cash and credit reserves. After all, it doesn't matter how much cash you have, you're eventually going to run out. And as for financing properties conventionally using your own credit, well, most lenders subscribe to Fannie Mae guidelines that limit the maximum number of mortgage loans people can have, including the mortgage loan on the property they live in. And as of 2009, that number is 10. So if you want an 11th property or more, you're going to need to get creative. Another thing you'll learn is that creative real estate can instantly and artificially create some additional equity in properties where there wasn't any until you came along. And in case you didn't know it, most, if not all, of the profits that you collect from your real estate deals will come from the equity in the properties that you buy and sell. So the idea of being able to create equity artificially and on demand is not a small deal. By the way, if I piqued your interest in this podcast yet, if not, here's just a few more interesting things you're going to learn. 
For one, I'm going to blow up some very common myths and misconceptions regarding risk. See, risk is a very important element to understand in any business, but especially in real estate, because the deals involve high numbers with several figures and even a comma or two. And so I'm going to expose you to little-known realities of where your risks truly lie in real estate deals, as well as how you can minimize it and even remove it completely from many of your deals. And just so you know, most people are being taught to look for risk in the wrong places in their real estate deals, and so they're often being taught the wrong ways to manage it. Ask me how I figured that one out. Not good. Now, on the lighter side, in this podcast, you'll also discover that I don't always take things so seriously. I like to keep things fun and interesting, even a bit irreverent at times. And I do that so that you won't get bored while you're learning about creative strategies. Now, maybe you've already noticed traces of that in this podcast. See, I held my very first seminar in April of 1997. And in all those years since then, I've learned that it's a whole lot easier for me to keep you engaged with the subject matter I'm talking about if you have a smile on your face. I mean, who doesn't like to have fun while they're learning? By the way, if you don't, then I just might not be a good fit for you, just so you know, because that's pretty much how I roll. Oh, and if you're wondering how long these podcast episodes are going to run, well, I can tell you exactly how long. Just long enough for me to make the point of each podcast episode and generally not a whole lot more than that. See, my agenda is to keep these episodes short, sweet, and succinct so that you can get the important stuff and then get on with your day. So I'm not planning on spending a lot of time with random chit-chat or rambling on for an hour or two or three talking about this, that, and whatever else I can think of. I mean, you've already got Joe Rogan if you want a show like that. Now, don't misunderstand. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything at all wrong with that kind of show. It's just not my style. And one last very important little tidbit. You know how you've always heard that all real estate markets constantly cycle up and down? And you know how everybody thinks that since those cycles are beyond your control, and they are, that they're always going to dictate your income and there's nothing you can do about it? Well, see, that's true and it's not true. It's true for anyone who operates solely in any one particular real estate realm. And what I mean by that, for example, it's say a landlord. He's going to be subject to rising and falling lease prices and occupancy rates in the market he's in. Or as another example, a rehabber who's always going to be a slave to rising and falling retail market values. But see, it's not true for creative real estate professionals because we're skilled in a variety of buying and selling techniques, which means we're not only just capable but we're also prepared to pivot straight into the heart of each new incoming cycle without any delay. And because we know how to make money in virtually any kind of market condition, it won't matter to us if the market is moving up, down, or sideways. We'll find a way to profit from it. So now, picture yourself, with my help, being able to do that too. See, my goal is to help get you to where you can harness that front-end power in each new cycle that handicaps everybody else and learn how to channel it for your own benefit to greatly enhance your income potential and, to be honest, your longevity in this business. And it's with that closing thought, I'm going to wrap things up here in this maiden episode of the Creative Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now, if you're still with me at this point, it means you've probably been intrigued by something you've heard. Now, if that's true, you might want to subscribe to this podcast right now before you forget so that you can get the full scoop on whatever hot button topics that I've been hitting on for you. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. I'm Nick Motorelli, 
and I'll be looking forward to having you with me in the next episode. Take care for now. See you soon.